Hey guys. Amber Kindle here. Welcome back. So once again, Amber and I um, are really good about talking about the future and then changing our minds. So we did not, in fact, come out with a episode on July 4th. We Let's just put it this way. <laughs> Kendall and I feel very compelled when we're being pushed by God. So I feel like a lot of the times we get excited about something, but again, this podcast is for God. So if right. it's not God's timing for an episode to be released, then we won't release it. So Kendall and I feel very dramatic and we want you to know our like our daily lives. So I just happened to be reading out of the book of Joshua and I said, Kendall, let's do book of Joshua. Let's do it. So for the next few episodes, that's what we're going to do is we're going to cover the book of Joshua. Um, starting with this episode, we're going to do the first two chapters. So if you um, want to read along or anything like that, that's what we're going to do. So um, Amber and I did some research and learned some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Joshua. Joshua. Well, you got to lay the foundation gosh, first. So this is the first, or not the first, this is the sixth book of the Bible. Yep. Sixth book of the Jewish Bible. Let's lay the groundwork as Joshua is chosen by God to be Moses's successor. Yes. Which we are going to do Moses. I know you guys are probably thinking, why are you, like, if you were going to go beginning to end, why are we doing Joshua, the sixth book? Honestly, I want to give Moses my 100% because you guys all know how I feel about Moses. And I think that'll be a real deep, deep dive in him. But Moses has passed on. If you've read any of the first, um, you know, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, if you've read any of those books, those are the stories of Moses, Exodus being the big one. Yeah. He was not allowed to enter into the promised land. God let him see it from afar, but he was he not did. allowed to enter. So... Joshua comes in when Moses has been, he's died, he's been buried. He, he's personally chosen by God to be a successor and lead the Jewish people into the promised land. And you can find in two separate areas of the Bible where they discuss Moses basically handing their reins over to Joshua. Um, one of those is in Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 through 33. And the other one is Deuteronomy 31 verses one through six. So that one was pretty cool. And if you, when we were talking about that, the first two chapters of the Bible are pretty interesting because it's Joshua's main thing is he's going to lead God's people into victory and conquering the land that God had promised the Israelites. And remember we talked about God's covenants. When he makes yes. a covenant, he keeps a covenant. He does. And in previous books of the Bible, when they reach Canaan, which is the land that was promised, um, milk and honey. I just love how yeah, milk and honey. Moses Moses sends twelve spies into the land to go check it out and see how everything is doing, what all is there. Um, he sends one person from every tribe, and when they come back to report, ten of the twelve are flabbergasted with what they've seen. They have no faith that God is going to be able to take them and have them conquer this land because they see the Nephilim, which are giants. How big do you think the Nephilim were? Nine to ten feet. Wow. According to when looking at how they describe them as cubits, looking that up, it's about nine to ten feet tall. Wow. Okay. So if nine to ten feet, guys. Even thinking about which we should definitely do a deep dive um into David, King David, because his whole thing with Goliath. Um, I love David, though. He's like, <laughs> let's just, I mean, slight interruption here in the book of Joshua. But when uh -huh. David goes to face Goliath, he's like, don't worry, I got this. I got God. He's right here. I'm on it. He really is. He's like, I'm going to take my little rock. He's like, don't worry about it, guys. I prayed about it <laughs> all over this. So Goliath, they say he was six cubits. So he was roughly about nine feet, nine inches tall. 
roughly. There's some big people. Yeah. So when you think about how tall some of those basketball players are, they're seven feet. Like, yeah. that's an additional and two and a half be, yeah. or more. Um, so, yeah. So if you can imagine being imagine a village of these people walking in and seeing the Nephilim and the Nephilim are not, they're not good people. We'll do a deep dive into them, too. But so seeing giants, they all come back and they are freaked out. Well, two of the men, one of them was Joshua and the other one, I believe his name was Caleb. They came back and they were like, nah, guys, we got this. We can totally do this. We can, you know, like, God's going to get us through. Yeah, remember God said, he's, this is the promised land where we got it. So they were the only ones who had faith that God could lead them through that. So the first chapter of Joshua describes the Israelites' preparations under Joshua's leadership to take possession of the land. When you read uh, Joshua 1 through 9, chapter or chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, it's really the encouragement of Joshua. Um, it's God talking to Joshua now, saying, you know, you're my chosen successor. You are going to lead the people into the promised land. And he does a lot, which... One of, I mean, if you look at verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them an inheritance. Like, he's like, he's almost giving Joshua a pep talk, because think of all the people that God has spoken to so far in the Old Testament. And all of them have been like, I, are you, I think maybe you have this wrong. <laughs> like, Noah, he's telling Noah, hey, I need you to build this ark. And Noah's like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm your guy. Same thing with Moses. He's, I mean... Again, we come back to that. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So here we are. He's kind of giving Joshua that pep talk of, you know, this is what I promised your people. You know, Moses is not here anymore. Somebody has to lead the people. There has to be a leader. And it's going to be you. And be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's one of my favorite verses. And I do want to make a correction. It's Numbers 27 verses 18 through 20 where Moses identifies Joshua as his, as his successor. Numbers 13, 30 through 33 is um, when the spies come back from Canaan mm -hmm. to say what had happened. So I, keep I wanted mind, to correct that. Joshua was a close confidant of Moses. He was basically like Moses' personal assistant. He really was. He was up in Mount Sinai when he was receiving the commandments from God. He's was there when he, Moses came back down and everybody's worshiping the golden calf. So, I mean, he's been here from the beginning. He left Egypt with Moses. So it wasn't like he was born in the generation where they, you know, wandered the desert for 40 years. He came from Egypt with Moses. So he's literally been here through the whole thing. Yeah. So he's seen how the Israelites are. And that was one of the big things, too, is that um, God really wanted Joshua to stay true to his word and to what he has written to where he told him the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous prosperous and then you will have good success so God wanted to make sure that Joshua is sticking strong with him so that they can be successful in all of their conquests and battles that they're going to go through, which in the book of Joshua, there are 13 battles that they fight and 12 of them, they win. It's pretty good odds. It is. Pretty good. So the rest of chapter one, so now Joshua is going to prepare the people. So he's got his pep talk from God. He's like, okay, I'm on this. So he's telling the people, like, I'm now God's chosen leader. I need you guys to, look, it's time to mount up because yep. we're about to cross the Jordan River and take the land that God promised us. And so he's telling the people, you know, prepare yourselves. And he gets actually good feedback. I mean, the people in turn 
tell him, you know, we will follow you the same way that we followed Moses. Everything, and they, if you look at chapter uh, six or verse 16, they answer Joshua, everything you have commanded us, we will do. And everywhere you send us, we will go. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Certainly the Lord, your God will be with you as he was with Moses. So they've embraced Joshua. There's no, I mean, we don't hear about anything, at least in the book of Joshua, where there's any kind of uprising like we're going to hold a political meeting right. and say, no, we didn't vote for that. They've accepted Joshua as, oh, he's the leader now. We we got we to gotta do what he says. It kind of makes me think of uh, the movie Braveheart when he's given like his heartfelt speech and like getting all the tr- like, troops riled lives, up. But they'll never take our freedom. Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly that. So that's what um, it makes me think of sometimes. So um, in doing some of the research, too, I kind of looked in to figure out how long it took them to conquer Canaan. Um, And it took them roughly about seven years to do that. Let's let it be said that God keeps his promises, but God's timing and our timing, they they don't always match up. So, So everybody's probably like, oh, yeah, they went into... Went into uh, Canaan and it was like two days and they were in and out. It, it took a while. Like we said, giants. Well, and the big thing too for, I think, God throughout all of this in the beginning when he's taking them out is he really just wants them to have faith in him that mm-hmm. all they need to do is be still and watch God work. And that's that's all he wants. So he'll take you through and make you do the most crazy things that you think you can't do only because it's only by his power. And it should be noted too that God, in a sense, tests our faith because as Christians, we're supposed to be patient. Just think about the normal human capacity A sinful human. Patience is, is, we might say it's a virtue, but how many people honestly have that kind of patience? And how many people do you know that can be still? It's very hard to be still and to not want to do things on your own. So it does take a lot of faith in knowing that God is, God's got your back, basically. It is. And I think that's why, you know, when I think about the Israelites and wandering through the desert and everything that happened in Egypt, it's it's a little frustrating because I know we are like that. But for me, the things that they saw with their own two eyes blows my mind. Or you still are like, there's legitimately a, what is it, fire cloud that is following them. I'm like, right. what do you guys think that is? Bad weather? <laughs> and it just, I. You'll see Kendall and I get very frustrated sometimes by the, the biblical Jewish. Jewish we do. And if you've never read the first six books, it is, it's, it's like, again, really, again. And they, they do a lot of complaining. And God, it really shows how merciful and how graceful, graceful, how gracious God is. But this is why I have such a profound respect for Moses. Because I'm like, does anybody realize what that poor guy went through? And then he gets in trouble all the time. Like, he, I mean, you take the Ten Commandments. He's like, I was up there for five minutes and I come down and you guys have melted everything down and we're worshiping bronze calves again. No. It's just, we'll get there, guys. We will. So, really, the first book of Joshua, or first book, chapter, the first chapter of Joshua was to talk about his becoming the successor of Moses, getting them ready to go to take over the land of Canaan. They're going to cross the Jordan. They're going to cross the Jordan, and they're going to fight, and they're going to conquer the land that yeah. rightfully belongs to them. Here we go into chapter two, which isn't this one of mom's favorite women. We meet one of the very first 
women of Unsung the Bible. Unsung hero, womanly heroes of the Bible. Yes. Mom loves Rahab. So starting at the beginning of the chapter, Joshua and turn, we're sending a lot, we're sending a lot of scouts. There's a lot of scouts because, you know, you've got to be prepared. So he is, he sends two men into spy, basically to kind of scout the land. Um, and they run into, again, how we talk about that God chooses sinful people and she's a prostitute, mm-hmm. Rahab. So chapter two, like we said, they meet a woman named Rahab who is a prostitute who um, she hides them. Now these two people, men that Joshua sent are searching in the land of Jericho. And that's when the king of Jericho notices the Israelite men have come and they have stayed and are come to invest investigate the land basically he knows he knows who they are and um the king of jericho tells rahab to bring them in to him right and but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them and so she lies to the king of jericho she says oh yeah i guess the men did come to me and i didn't know where they were from and at nightfall the men went out and i don't know where they were going like they're gone. I told him that they left and then even told his, told the king that he should send people after him to go look, led him in the wrong direction, which is funny. So after the king of Jericho sends these men out, she's led him in the wrong direction. They're chasing basically the wind because she knows exactly where these men are. They're up on the roof of her house and she goes to the two spies and she tells them that she knows that the Lord has given this land to them. Right. And she's heard of the story. She knows about, because remember, it's been 40 years. So the stories of the Egyptian plagues, everything that has happened in Egypt and how the slaves were released has now reached you know other lands oh yeah and this land is fearful yeah they are scared she says our our people are scared because they they know they're panicking because they know how the red sea dried up they know what god did so she's telling him like we know we know we know of your magnificent god we know everything that's happened and she asked them she basically asked them for kindness is what she calls it that she wants the lives of her father mother brother sister and all who belong to them to be saved from death because she knows that these men are going to come in and she i mean you could say she has faith that right god is about to destroy this land and so she's asked now that i have hidden you i've led the king's men away from you can you do me the favor of sparing me and my family from death right and it was that was their thing is when they were coming in to conquer they were coming in to conquer there was no there were to be woman no. children nothing to be left even there are some parts where he talks about god he about how they are to kill the cattle and everything like there's nothing basically left. To, they were supposed to come in like a broom and sweep <laughs> this land and everything that was in it and almost like, in a sense, start over because they are starting over. They're clearing this land. God's giving it to them and they're going to sprout up. Their right. Jewish people will sprout up from this land. Yep. And the men answer her immediately and say, you know, if you don't report our mission, you don't tell anybody that you hit us, you don't give us away, um, we'll give our lives for yours. Like mm-hmm. they vow to die for her, basically. And they did. And they told her that that she needed to out of because she sneaks them out of the house she has them get out um, of her window and they tell her to tie a scarlet cord around that window so that when they come back they'll know not to mess with that house mm-hmm. and it leads them down and she even tells them where to hide she tells yeah. them to go to a particular hilltop she goes stay there for three days three days let the guys that are looking for you pass and that's when they tell her um, about this the scarlet cord mm-hmm. to the window uh the exact window that they are being let out of it's right. like this window right here tie a scarlet cord to it so we will know and then it was it was one too where they talk about how okay when we come you're to stay inside your house if you stay inside your house nothing will happen to you but if anybody steps outside of the house the blood is then on their hands and he i mean he even goes in to say if anybody in your house should be harmed his death will be our fault 
Right, because that's if they were to come into yeah. the house and do anything. He says, bring all your family, whoever you want to save from this, stay in your house. Right. And uh, But then he also tells her, he's like, you know, if you give us away, if this is kind of like a trap, he's like, we're free from our oath and you're, you're fair game. Right. So he's, I mean, as kind as they're being, they're also like, hey, girl, <laughs> if this gets back to the king of Jericho, all bets are off. Right. I mean, if she agrees, she's like, let it be as you say. So she tells them in uh, chapter, or sorry, verse 21. So that's when the men go to the hill country they stayed there like she said and the pursuers came back without them and never found them and so the men return back to uh joshua and they report everything that happened they tell joshua the lord has handed over the entire land to us everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us so they tell them everything mm-hmm. that rahab told them they were like hey they already know these people are panicked they've seen what they basically seen what god's done they they know he's coming for him and everybody's freaking out well look at how in even verse 24 truly the lord has given all the land into our hands like you go to this land just to scout it out. Someone protects you that is in there knowing that that's what you're coming to do is conquer them. Like, if that wasn't a confirmation more mm-hmm. than what they've already had, then that should have told them for sure that and God's think, got them. And to think, too, think of Rahab. She's probably terrified to death. I mean, I wonder if people are like, why is she bringing all her brothers and stuff? Why is everybody going around <laughs> her house? What's going on? And then at the same time, too, you got to be thinking she's terrified because what right. if the king finds out on her word that she sent his men on a wild goose chase? Well, because it's through Three days before they even get back. And then from then, it still is. It's not like they immediately come yeah. and conquer Jericho. There's a whole story around Jericho, which is a great battle in and of itself. But Rahab herself is probably saying yeah. her life. But I mean, that, I mean, I, granted, we don't hear any more about Rahab's right. story. But you've got to be thinking as a woman in this time, this and that, where you're like telling your people, like, like how, I wonder how she too got her family in there. Like, hey, I need you all <laughs> to come over and just stay. I don't know for how long, but I need you all to stay. Well, that's a good point too because do you are you honest with your family and say hey this is what's going to happen this is the deal that i've made do you think she trusts her family enough to not go rat these people out like that's, that's, the, that's thing the thing too. too like the way that she's and t- and that's not the god of her people so that's interesting right. that she has enough faith in yep. the god of i mean the god of the israelites to say i know what's coming and yep. i, I want to keep my family safe so she had enough faith in god to know okay right. and she had enough faith in god's israel like people to go i trust you i mean she's trusting these men for all she knows the men might come in and just slaughter her too she doesn't know right so she at this time is also putting a lot of trust in those men and their word so there's a lot of like promises being made everywhere and that's the thing too like you gotta wonder i mean do i tell my family and say hey so you know those israelites we've been hearing about for like 40 <laughs> years so they're legit right at our door i need you guys to stay in here don't make us just everybody stay calm or do you just say i just need you guys to come over it's like we haven't had family time in a long time. We play games. Right. I'm just uh, going to go ahead and shut the front door and lock it. That way nobody else can get in. Don't mind the scarlet cord. Like, nobody touches this. I need a... I'm just testing the wind. Nobody touch my scarlet And if you happen to hear screaming outside at one point or a battle, just don't worry. It's It'll be fine. Like, I like to think, like, maybe she waited until the battle was happening to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm sparing you from what's going on. Kind of the way, you know, Moses and his family could hear the people screaming and pounding on the ark. You got to think that that's got to be... Noah. What did I say? You said Moses. Noah. I just love you, Moses. <laughs> okay, he a... didn't do it all. Riley, had you been a boy, your name probably would have been Moses. I'm just saying. Wow. That says a lot. You hear that, Moses? Moses. I can look up you now. Got a, you got a big fan. You can look big, up now. I just know what it's like to deal with a bunch of crybabies. Well, and it's, I mean, and we'll 
we'll we'll talk about this when we do talk about Moses. It really does like as frustrated as we get with people because I know I do where I hit a point where I'm I'm done and I'm I'm grateful that God doesn't have that same mentality because I'm sure there's times where he's like listen listen Kendall um I don't know. I know. Not that he doesn't know because he knows everything, but we need to talk about this back and forth. Wasn't this just like you talked about like the signs that like God was ever present and they're still like, oh my gosh, why did you bring us out here, Moses? I wish we had just died. (laughs) Dramatic too. But I just, I couldn't imagine, well, and getting on a weird soapbox too, all of the prophecies that are being fulfilled in today's world, like there's no denying that God is real. Well, not for me. Still a lot happening. But that's the first chapters. (laughs) So we're getting ready to cross the Jordan River, which is a very important river. It's still there today. We is. And our... We is. We is. There goes the eloquent speaking right there. there. We is. The Jordan River is there. Our mother was baptized. It is. She was. She was very happy about that. So, yeah. So there's the first two chapters. We'll go into... Next time, we'll go into... We're going to actually cross the river. That almost sounded like next time on Days of Our Lives. In the song of the Battle of Jericho. <laughs> Which Jericho is one of my favorite uh, battles because it's just, it's really cool and how it happens. And it's just, it goes to show faith in God, obedience in God, and what happens when you are faithful and you're obedient to what God tells you to do. No matter how ridiculous or crazy it sounds, because everybody back in Noah's time thought Noah was an absolutely insane man until it started raining. Because remember, before that, it, it never didn't rain before. Rain. People didn't even know what rain was. So yeah. So there you go. There's the first two chapters stay tuned joshua for the battle of jericho reach out to us email us dm us slip into our dms as amber likes to say i don't even know what that means but i don't either um email us at livinglifelegit7 at gmail.com follow us on instagram living underscore life underscore legit and i don't have a facebook page so <laughs> As my daughter says, Facebook's for old people. Do you remember when Facebook came out and it was like for college kids, like quote unquote? Yeah, I saw the social network. Yeah. I saw it. I remember being like, that's not, I'm not in college. I can't have that back when I had like MySpace. Guys, you remember <laughs> MySpace? Oh my gosh, I miss you, MySpace. Where you really got to know how your friends felt about you because remember you, you were in order. five? Oh my gosh, I miss it. Oh, that was. It really was MySpace. Oh, Lord. All right, guys. <laughs> Good times, early 2000s. It really was. Well, we'll right. see you guys next time. Have a great week. Jesus loves the center. Jesus loves the center. Bye. Bye.